Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello listener and welcome to episode 50 of the From the Finney podcast with Jimmy and me, Jake. For this episode, we're joined by Adam Salisbury and we're going to be discussing a very good Easter weekend. We'll answer a few listener questions and then we'll finish by looking ahead to Brentford. Enjoy. Now then, boys, are we good? It's been uh, it's been a very good Easter weekend, hasn't it? It's been belting, mate. It's been terrific. The Easter bunny has been. <laughs> well and truly. North end of uh, resurrected like some sort of Christ. Jesus figure. <laughs> very Absolutely. much so. Very much so. Yeah, we'll discuss that in a bit more detail very shortly. But just a reminder, as always, as at the start of these episodes, you can support us here at From the Finney with a one-off or a regular donation of any size. It's entirely up to you. Just head over to supporter.acast.com forward slash From the Finney. And anything that's donated is greatly appreciated. It helps to keep us going. If you can't afford to donate anything or you don't want to, and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, uh, you can support us in another way by leaving us a review on the Apple Podcast app. That would also be greatly appreciated. Um, before we get into it, got a message from a former player, probably a fan's favourite, I would say. Uh, I'd definitely say, actually. Um he just wanted to pass a message on saying that he hopes North End fans enjoyed his bit of flair for the, for his assist today against Bastard Rovers uh, <laughs> from a from a future from the Finney Meets guest, Ben Pearson. So, yeah, if you've not seen it, go and check it out because... Uh, it's naughty. Yeah, it is. It's and class. I don't think he did it very often when he was with us. No. He went off as well after, didn't he? He went nuts. It was class. Yeah, but he, uh, yeah, he said, he, said he, he had to pull out a bit of flair against them lot, which... Who can blame him? Love it. Fair play to him. They're back in back in the rightful place, aren't they? Below us now. So uh, yeah, yeah. Well, may that continue. Yeah, exactly. Our, uh, our mutual there, friend will be rather quiet in the coming days, Jim. Yes, he will. Well, he's always quiet anyway because he doesn't in really fairness. watch him, does he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, but um, a fair weather fan. Yes. Well, aren't they all? <laughs> you don't. You don't hear often when they're like. It's part from knowing about Mowbray. He'd be lucky to say. He'd be lucky to keep his job. By the way, but. Um, Let's just hope they don't get Alex Neal till next season, by which time the Benkies might have changed the pants or what have you. Yeah, you know, and they'll probably go for someone else, hopefully. It'd I don't want to see him there. Money, yeah, no, I don't so want him. Good. I don't want him to go there. Just because I think they would they would be better than us next season. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's any doubt about that, to be fair. Mm. Um, well hey ho, on to uh, on to our new man. Yeah, well, uh, well we'll we'll start with uh, Good Friday, obviously. Norwich at home. I'm not going to lie. I'm sure anyone that follows us on Twitter can probably suss this out, but I was at a socially distanced barbecue and had consumed quite a bit of alcohol. So and you I, don't re- I don't really remember much of the game. Well, that doesn't make much of a change from when you're sober, does it? <laughs> <laughs> um, however, what I will say is I thought we should have been at least 1-0 up before they went ahead. Um, but I think ultimately we were probably a tad lucky to come away with a point. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think we had two chances in the space of two minutes, didn't we, with um, Reese's effort and then Sinclair's air shot. And that's within the first sort of 15, 20 minutes of the game. I thought it was quite even up to that point, to be fair. I thought we came out of the traps quite well. And obviously, the shape, the diamond in midfield, 
never expect to see Barkey playing as a right-sided centre midfielder in a diamond. That was just bizarre. But it tended, it seemed to work. And I think Frankie wants to keep Barkey in the side at the minute due to his long throws. And obviously we've seen that today. Um, because I've seen his long throw utilised in these past two games more than I think I've seen in probably a couple of seasons. Of season. Yeah, well, probably yeah. a couple of seasons under Alex Neal, to be fair. Because I don't think he really liked going going long in that way and being quite direct. And yeah, we were second best against Norwich, but fair play to lads. I think when you deserve a, a bit of luck, um, you know, I, I always say like you make your own luck in football. And I think we have made our own luck because they kept working, didn't they? And yeah, it's took a ricochet and it's in the 95th minute of the game of, you know, a minimum of four added minutes. Daniel Farker's an absolute dick, by the way. You know, well, we knew that from previous. Yeah, games, I know. Because his like, post-match press has always been a bit. Well, it's never his fault, pumped. is it? It's never his fault. as well, aren't he, Daniel Farker? Aren't he? In fairness, in fairness, Sal, haven't we all through this lockdown? Well, well yeah, crikey, I'm, I'm not one to talk, let's be honest here. <laughs> I'm just glad that there isn't, um, it's a podcast that goes out on like Spotify and stuff, Christ, people won't want to be looking at my face. There's, but, a, reason, there's a reason we do uh, audio only, isn't there, Jim? There is, we have got faces for radio, as um, many people have told us. But, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, no, to be fair to him, like, you know, and Frankie changed it. He went 3 5 2 the last three subs against Norwich. And, you know, he's kept two up top in all in both these games so far. And I think, you know, sometimes you just deserve a little bit of luck, don't you? And they took off Buendia, they took off Bookie, didn't they? And, uh, you know, they were taking off their best players. I was thinking, the game's not won yet. It's only 1 0. Because, and as long as I've said this, like loads of times on here when we've got beat like 2 0 and what have you. But the longer you keep a game at 1 0, the, the more chance you've got of getting something out of the game. Yeah, because it was never dead. It was, ne- it was the, the game wasn't wasn't finished. And then they've gone, you know, they've took the best players off. And then you just deserve that little bit of luck at times. And I, I'm glad it was Potsy as well because, you know, he's coming for quite a bit of stick this season at times. But you know, we came on, made an impact, got the goal, and lo and behold, we get a point from the league leaders. And it's and fair like, play oh, to him as well. Yeah, he deserves it. I think, I think the lads that came on and made an impact obviously started today. Um, you know, we've seen that in the in the two changes, and I, I just think fair play to Frankie for keeping it simple, but also like he spotted that obviously we could go three at the back, and it, it worked in that last 15, 20 minutes against Norwich, then it's, it's worked today a treat. So, yeah, I'm chuffed for him. And I'm, I'm pleased it's worked out because I didn't think he'd still be here. I didn't really think he had the sort of credentials as a head coach, but he's given that little spark of confidence and you can tell in, in how we've played in these two games that it does feel like the shackles are off. I think someone yeah. mentioned that in the press, like, and I think it, it really is coming to fruition. Yeah, we'll talk a bit more detail about Frankie and... Uh later on in the pod, but I think we we were lucky to, like you said, Jim, the longer you keep a game at 1-0, the, the more chance you've got of getting something. And I think Pookie went through at least twice, if not more, that Three we, times, were, we were fortunate that it was 1-0 for as long as it was. Oh, yeah, big time. Um, I, to be honest, I was quite impressed with Norwich. I thought, thought they were clearly the best team in the league. Um, but... Um, yeah, yeah, like you, like you guys sort of uh, alluded to, the longer that it was one nil, you just 
just got the impression that, uh, look, if we could get that sort of cutting edge that maybe uh, we might be able to put a chance away. Uh, and that's what also ultimately happened. Um, I'll I tell you what, though. It's not often at all that um, uh, that their main man, Timu Puki, would miss like a handful of chances. He, he really should be bagging. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, I thought Norwich were good, um, and maybe we robbed the point. But uh, like Jimmy said, yeah, you make your own looking football big time. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Yeah. I'm a buzzing, like because. I think under Alex, because you look at sort of run out and, you know, it probably was time for the change. Um, I don't think he'd have got that rubber the green. Because when he looks out, he looks out in it, you know, and I think Frankie's come in, bit of, you know, fresh ideas. Lads have got a bit of belief back about him and they, they kept going, you know, 95th minute of the game, you know, we've got a deflected shot that's gone past arguably the better keep, best keeper in the league. I have no complaints at all because we need it. We need we need probably another four points from now. I think to be ultimately safe. So do you think? I think. I think yeah, another, I think it's tightened up again. Another, if you look at another, no, another no. win will do us. I think four points, and we we need something in the Coventry game and another win from elsewhere. Because if you look at like Chef Wednesday putting fire past Cardiff tonight, you know, yeah, that's that's, that's a turn up for the box. It's it's amazing that they go bottom of the league and put stick five past the team. Wanting, trying to get into the playoffs because that's just killed that dead now. Is well, all it is. Wickham, Wickham will have been buzzing. Probably, I think their biggest win of the season, three 0 and then thinking, oh, we've gone above Wednesday, we're off the bottom of the league, and then <laughs> they go and do that, stick five past Cardiff. Yeah, that's like you said, though. That's just football, isn't it? It's, it's a completely ridiculous league. It's a ridiculous league that we're competing in. Yeah, <laughs> I think um, one of one of the highlights for me from uh, Good Friday was. <laughs> George's tweet on uh, Lanks Live, on, well, on PNE Live, that just seemed to rattle the entire Norwich fan base. Oh, about the statue. About the statue. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, he would have been with us tonight if he wasn't on the train back from Swansea, but yeah, that that's just that's just typical North End top-level shit, how's it, Nat? Yeah, I must admit, I didn't reckon that North End would have scored in a... In about 19 hours, but they ultimately did score. It was ridiculous, really. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, coming on to today, then, it's one of them that we just we started on the front foot, really, and we never seemed to let up. Um, would I have taken a point beforehand? Absolutely. But in all honesty, we were, we were well worth the win. Um and two points from six if it had finished a draw today, given our recent form prior to these two games. Yeah, I'd have taken that, and it would have been a decent return in my opinion. However, four from a possible six. First clean sheet since the end of Feb. What more can you ask for, really? Very aggressive we were today as well, for, for minute one. And I just thought, when I was watching, I thought... George said something in our group actually and he, he wasn't that impressed with Swansea when we played him at home and neither was I to effect it's a mistake by Story to give Gibbs White the goal at our place that sort of that was the only difference between the two sides on the day I think that and, and our, our lack of being able to break a team down yeah we, we weren't clinical either and today I just thought we had chances first half you know Potts has forced a couple of good saves out of Woodman you know he's had a, a deflection I thought Shed was a real handful. 
but I, I look at the team and he set it up so well. Like he matched them up three, you know, three, four, one, two. Potts was a, a really free role. And I, you've got to give a lot of credit to all 11 of our lads who started, to be fair. I don't think anyone really had a poor game. I thought, whilst he wasn't getting the chances, I thought Emil worked hard. You can tell he's a bit low on confidence at the minute. And, you know, those chances that, those half chances that a striker would probably, you know, try and get a shot away. He's probably just not doing it at the minute. He's trying to keep hold of the ball, or take an extra touch. For me, it and was th- clear today. And like, he, he under hit a couple of passes that I think a player in, yeah. like, that's brimming with confidence. You know, you, you wouldn't you wouldn't be seeing that from them, but yeah, you know, you look, at, you, look at, you look at his first season back in England. He he started like a house on fire, was mm. impressing arguably everyone in the fan base, and then whatever's gone on has gone on, and he's obviously he's been in and out of the side, largely out of the side, and and I think Emil more than anyone's probably benefiting from the change. Mm. And hopefully think, between now and the end of the season, he'll build his confidence back up, maybe get himself a goal or two and something to build on heading into next season. Just needs one to come off someone's arse or something, doesn't he? You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, if he'd scored that one against Rovers, for example, and, you know, it, it's, I think if he, if he gets that sort of monkey off his back, then he'd have scored probably three or four in that time, you know, if he'd scored that one against Rovers later on. And, you know, I look at the chance he had on Friday, a striker in confidence. I think if that was Ched, it's probably to back at net, you know, because you've got someone that's, you know, in a little bit of form. I know he's not scoring loads, but he's actually getting himself into decent positions. He's actually throwing himself about, you know, in a positive way. And I think he probably just needs that little bit of luck. You know, he's probably the one player that the luck isn't in. And you can tell his confidence is a little bit down at the minute. Um, but, you know, like set playing as a wing back today, he's a centre half, for goodness sake. You know, and, he was in good positions. He was comfortable on the ball. You know, there's a couple of ch- times I'm thinking, just hit it, you know, when he's getting forward. Ben Whiteman and Ledson as a two, whole, like in that in that sort of two-eight sort of role, six-eights. I thought they were great today. I thought they controlled the game really well. Potts' work right, you know, getting his shots away. Just thought it was a complete performance, really aggressive. And they, they didn't deserve to lose the game I thought the longer it went on I thought we're going to get it by a sucker punch here because we've dominated the game and then when we scored oh mate you know that's it's sort of justification really for the performance and that's what they deserved they deserved three points today because they were they were bloody good and you know what just I'm just pleased for them because they have been through the mill they've been through a bit of a tough time and yeah we just sort of everything sort of came to sort of fruition today and Swansea weren't that good you know they're only like four points off seventh aren't they now you know they're dropping like a stone yeah yeah it's Bournemouth Bournemouth with their win today it's it's a dogfight for there's five teams in four positions for playoffs and, and it's anyone's really I think who well especially if we manage to get something out of Saturday coming you know it's anyone's so yeah I just think it's a one of those leagues this year where there's some good teams in playoffs. You know, Barnes are obviously flying at the minute. Um, I could see them nicking it, you know. See, I just think if they come up against a Brentford or a Bournemouth in a final, I just think, you know, that team with that little bit of, you know, little bit of experience at that level because they've got a really young squad. You know, some players who haven't played at that stage before, 
Yeah, I just think that little bit of know-how, especially especially Brentford after last year in the final, I think it, that's probably where they might go that one better this year. On, yeah, yeah. yeah, same with Bournemouth. If Bournemouth get to the final, then you, you look at the squad and you think, yeah, that, that's I'm, probably I'm not going to lie, I would... I would... Uh, if given a choice, I would like to see Bournemouth promoted because I think it'd be a travesty for Ben Pearson not to be playing in the Prem. Oh, I would like to see him get promoted. I think it'd be a great weekend next season if it fans. Um, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But just, I've not done a London away, so I'm not really <laughs> asked about that. Hellfire. I don't know you're born. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> back to today. Um, I just watched it and thought we were just a really, really well-drilled unit. You know, I thought, yeah. I thought we were class today. I thought, I thought, Tactically, he was absolutely spot on. Uh, I thought the changes may- maybe came a bit late uh, if you were s- sort of trying to pick holes, but I thought they were good. Um, I just thought we were really good today. Um, uh, uh, and obviously, we're, we're much a better team. Regards Swansea, um, we, uh, we just negated everything they tried. Um, and I thought Ledton especially was fantastic in the, map, uh, in the, in the midfield. Uh, and yeah. Uh, I was really encouraged. Yeah, there was a couple of moments where they threatened to sort of get a bit of a grip on the game, but I think, yeah, you've obviously touched on Ledson. Jim, you touched on Whiteman and Ledson as a pairing and thought they both dealt with anything that Swansea tried to put together really well. Um, arguably, would you say the best midfield performance we've seen from a pair for a long time this season? I'd say it's probably one of the better performances of the team. Not just the midfield. I think as a team, that was tactically and how they've pulled it off pulled and to keep a clean sheet at Swansea. Yeah, it's a, it's a great performance. And yeah. I think, you know, you, we've had some cracking away wins this season we, on, on the road, let's be honest. Games that you look at and you think, bloody hell, that would have been a great day out. Brentford and Bournemouth, that would have been a Derby decent night. Minute, obviously Derby today, tonight, Norwich, yeah. Rovers away. You just think, bloody hell. But is what it is, isn't it? You know, we're yeah, back in exactly. that. All, all being well, we'll be back in next season, one way or the other. Just, so. just a point. Do you think we can look at the last two results and say that our luck might have finally started to turn? I know if Ollie's listening, he'll be pulling his hair out by the fact that I've just asked that question because don't think him and maybe some other listeners as well don't think there's such a thing as luck in in football and that sayings like oh it evens itself out over a season don't really mean much but you know you look at Norwich a deflected shot goes in nick a point last minute today Sinclair has a shot ricochets off the keeper bounces in off the defender um, do you think do you think it's one of the points in the season where we can look at it and say yeah our luck is starting to turn I'm not sure really Um I don't really reckon it's any um, coincidence, really. Uh, I just think we're a much better team without the ball. Um, mm. and, uh, and we always get res- uh, results against uh, against the uh, teams towards the top of the league uh, because we're more comfortable off the ball uh, and we try and hit teams on the counter. Um, so, <laughs> look, look, it was great. It's great how the goals have come uh, because it was nice to see that bit of luck because it rarely sort of uh, happens for North End but um, but yeah um, I, I think we're a much better team without the ball yeah really yeah I think we've all we've been better without the ball for the majority of the season haven't we I mean if you look at the results we've had against the top seven teams in the league as it stands you know 
We've drawn with Norwich twice, beat Brentford. Obviously, we've got to play them next week. We've beat Swansea, and obviously, they beat us at half place. Got four points off Reading, four points off Bournemouth. You know, and there's only, you know, Watford inside the top seven teams. So, out of the teams that are, three of these teams are going to get promoted this season. There's only Watford that's done the double over us. And, well, I know Barnsley have got the potential to do it, but I just think, you know, it's just justification really about, how good this team can be on the on their day, you know they are they have got the raw materials to be a decent team, um, and you know whatever's gone on's gone on, you know over the past sort of two three four months where confidence has just gone, you know and it's spiraled and ultimately Alex Neal's lost his job, but I just think they they have got some good players. Yes, it needs improving for next season if they want to kick on, and. But there is some good players in that team. You know, Ben Whiteman had a bit of a shaky start. Good game today. I think Led that's, that, in fairness to Ben, I think that's to be expected coming up to the level. Never yeah, played here before. Of course it is. Yeah. I, I think, you know, it's taken him time to adjust to the level and it's taken him time, especially defensively, to adjust to, to how we play. But today, you know, he was aggressive. The way he, he was pressing the... Oh, is it, what was their number... The lad who scored the own goal, it was Grimes who scored the Grimes. own goal. Was it Fulton? Yeah, yeah. The other lad they've got in midfield. Jay Fulton. Yeah, the way he was pressing onto it, you know, it forced us higher up the pitch. So when we're pressing high, it got us higher up. And literally, like, Swansea couldn't cope with it. You know, the amount of time, they've played lost possession more times today than they've played lost in a lot of games they've had this season because of the way we pressed them. And, I just think it was it was like press it was this it was like Preston when Alex Neil first came to the club yeah, yeah. and the way they were and how aggressive they were, you know. And I think it I was think- Rob Edwards on the I follow commentary for PNE, and he said, I don't know if he's watched Swansea a few times this season, but he said, you know, you look at how we're playing the game and how Swansea normally play, and he was he basically said what you just said, like they, they couldn't cope with our high intensity, high press and sort of didn't really know what to do with it. Yeah. Because teams don't. I mean, it's, no one likes being pressed to death like that. You know, look at look at what we did to Brentford in that, fo- in that what, 15-minute spell, you know, when we put four past him. Yeah. You know, we just pressed them so hard, you know, forced them to make the mistakes and then we punished them. You know, fine, we've not punished them as much as we probably could have today, but we've got the end result. You know, I don't care if it's a deflected shot. You know, like we say, you make your own luck in life, don't you? And, that's it was justified that today. Sinclair should score, by the way. Let's not make it's a it's it's not a good save. It's a bad miss. But he, he's probably got, one that you'd you'd put money on scoring from there, oh, isn't it? Yeah, he? but and the date's going back at net eventually. So strikers don't care, do they? He might go as an own goal, but he'll still be a uh, trying to take his assist bonus or goal bonus, whatever he wants to get from it. I thought you missed, uh, missed a good chance with his head, didn't he? I thought yes. I thought he had more more time than he. Up than he maybe originally thought. He could, could have brought, brought it down, down couldn't he? Feet, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but no, look, he's a great finisher. Yeah, and off the back of a win like that, you're not going to dwell too much on on missed opportunities, are you? No, definitely not. No, um, just go on, Jim. That was saying like just it was just good to watch. I mean, just flicking through a couple of stats like and. Swansea lost the ball 162 times today, but they, they have lost similar numbers in terms of the last three, four games. But you know, it's their fourth defeat in a row without scoring. So you know, the the wheels are 
slightly come off, you can probably say. So, oh, played well, them at a good time. Him. Yeah, played them at a good time, didn't we? I said that. Yeah. I said that like when we um, before the Norwich game. I said like we're playing teams. It's the right time to play Swansea and uh, uh, Norwich because the form has been a little bit hit and miss. To an extent, I think we maybe got a little bit lucky with not lucky, but everything that went on prior to the Norwich game with the international break and. Yeah. Them sort of putting so much emphasis on, oh well, Preston didn't move the game and they're they're assholes. Yeah, really just, fuck off, piss off. It, you, if just... she was on the other foot, I can't. Uh, a lad called Connor Southwell who contributed to the written match preview that we put up on the website. He said in his bit, he was like, "Look, if the shoe was on the other foot, we'd have done exactly the same thing that mm. North End have done." And just told me where to go. Knob, just far being a knob. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, showed himself up the other year when he was here. So just end of the day, we've done a number on him, haven't we? He's yeah. got a, uh, what, did, what was his comment after the game? It's a travesty or something like that. We, the not, result, I think George's headline was the result is a joke. Yeah, that was it. Well, shouldn't have took off your best players then, should you? Should have, yeah, 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 exactly. You should have taken your chances. Simple game football. Kick the ball into the net more more often than the team you're playing does. And then you win the game. Do you think I could, could um, manage Norwich or not off that sort of expertise? <laughs> I'm saying nothing. We'll go to a break, I think. Yeah, on that, on, <laughs> on, on that note, have you two got anything else that you want to add or can we can we call that brew time? No, I'm all right. We can go for a brew if you want. Sound. Right, I'll see you in part two, boys. The From the Finney podcast is brought to you in partnership with our title sponsor, Lanks Live. Lanks Live is the most popular news source in the county and is run entirely by a local team who all care dearly about the areas in which they live. On to matters football, specifically Preston North End, and George Hodgson is their man at Deepdale. He's a North End fan and he asks the questions that the fans want answered. The best thing about Lanks Live is that the news is all free to read and the best way to keep on top of it all is by downloading the app or signing up to the newsletter. Head on over to lanks.live and sign up today. To stay up to date with all the latest news coming from Deepdale, follow their dedicated Twitter account, at PNE Live. And now, back to the podcast. Welcome back to part two of the From the Finney podcast. In this part, we'll answer a listener question or two, we'll discuss the club's manager hunt, and we'll finish off by looking ahead to the Brentford game. Um, this one is, well, it was directed at you on Twitter, Adam, but it's a non-football one and I'll open it up to a conversation. Um, what is your favourite pie and why? I feel That's like a, I've got quite a controversial question. opinion oh. on this. Oh, no. Oh, no. Maybe you should go first. So, <laughs> my, my favourite pie is a minced beef and onion pie. And... I think butter pies are incredibly overrated. Wow. Jesus Christ. Don't dislike them. I just think they're incredibly overrated. That's bad. (laughs) You've said some terrible things on this podcast, Jay. That is up there. I'm just imagining you having to write out a resignation speech in the uh, letter, like an open letter to the people of Twitter when it goes out. (laughs) Uh, A what pie? Uh, A minced beef and onion? Yeah. If you've never had one, mate, you, you, you don't know the class. No, 
Right, listen, it's one of them pies that's always left on a match day because it's shit. Why would you? Why would? Why I've ever? never seen this on a match day. Yeah, because you sit, you sit on a good stand, so that's why. True. Right. Sorry to. The, there's other stands in the finish, unfortunately, and the <laughs> the Invincibles is where the elite sit, unfortunately. Me, me all, right, Sal, all right, me, Mr. Invincible stand. There's two of us here. You, you're outnumbered. Me and Sal sit about <laughs> 10 rows apart on the Invincibles. So, um, but <laughs> mince beef and onion. Yeah, it's cool. Oh, Chili is a shock at that. Um, I'm standing by it. Standing by it. Well, what I say on the matter is, uh, and it's a horrible question because there's a plethora of pies that are terrific. Um, and it's with a heavy heart to the other pies in my life that I have to <laughs> say, um, I'm just going to be, I'm just going to go for the steak and kidney pie. I, I just don't think you can go wrong with it ever. So I'm going with that. But it's with regret. Um, special mentions to uh, the Portman Pie Ips, which is class if you've ever had that. Wow, quality. Usually the highlight of the day when we're getting spanked by Mick McCarthy's men. Um, but, yeah, steak and kidney, but it's with regret. Jim? Tough on this, you know. Do you like a chicken balsy? Yeah. Chicken balls is a good pie on game. Used to be great yeah. on town end in my yeah. town end days. Mm. Can't go past a butter pie. A butter pie from a. Uh, got a, well. There's rounds in there. There's Dean's. I, I tend to go to Dean's. Put lane ends for my pies when it's back open. So, but can't beat a butter pie. Just I don't eat beef, do I? So I can't. I can't choose like either of your you two choices. No, I don't eat beef. So um... what the hell's wrong with the people <laughs> on this podcast? <laughs> Hey, don't group me into that. Mine's a flipping minced beef and onion pie. <laughs> well, yeah, but that, that's arguably, arguably worse than not eating beef at all. <laughs> it's, no, it's a story for another podcast, that boys, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like a chicken balti. I bought a butter pie. It's got to be on it, really. You know, it's a lag that one, wasn't it? About um, true Prestonians loving a butter pie. It's spot on. They really do, Jake. True we Prestonians don't... love a butter pie. Yeah. Well, I am South Ribble after all, so whether that makes me a Prestonian or not. Yeah, that's why I got I'll, out. I'll leave that for uh, for people to make their own minds upon. Where do you stand on a meat and potato? I just think there's better. Um, I mean, look, I'd eat it if, it, if I had to, uh, but I wouldn't particularly select it on a menu. Jim? Well, you know, when I stand on a meat and potato, mate, I don't eat fucking meat. They're like, they're like beef. You don't so. eat meat now? No, I, I eat meat, but like, I like pork and chicken. But nah, what's your gripe with gonna... beef? <laughs> what's going on here? Diet, diet, dietary requirement. We'll just leave it at that, mate. Oh, man. Um, yeah, sadly. I used to love a good steak as well. Just didn't agree with me. So, um, yeah. It was Yeah, meat and potato, it just went a bit... Just... You know, it's a mid-table pie, isn't it, really, for honest? Yeah, it's like... It's I think lower mid-table as well. Yeah. Mince beef and onion, though, it's like, it's like the rosin of the world, isn't it? It's like... Games it's in just, hand. Yeah, games in hand, but probably going to go down anyway. Looks pretty, looks like a good pie, but just, no, nah, it's just no substance. Great stadium name as well. New York State, yeah. Mm. Um, anyway, on to 
matters football. Um, oh, do we this is a question. Can we, can we not just talk about pie all night? <laughs> that, that might be a, a, a segment for the summer. You trying to get a new sponsor, Jake? Hey, you trying to get like a pie shop to sponsor us or something? Is that oh, why you're that, that in? That'd be the dream. I'd, I'd make sure they sent you a meat, a minced beef and onion pie every week. Yeah, I would not be eating it, unfortunately. <laughs> Can I be on it every week if they do? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this, this question's come in from friend of the podcast, Angie, or Angie Morley, for those who aren't aware. And she's asked, was Alex Neil right when he said it was going to take time for the January players to gel? Or are we looking at a Frankie McAvoy masterclass? Is it all right to answer both? Because obviously, uh, it it always takes time for players to gel. It's 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 just a um, well it's one known of them things, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, when you make sort of eight changes, eight out, eight in, you know, it's it's always going to take time because ultimately, you know, you you sort of um, need to know know your teammates before you can start to play well and and really get on on a roll. Uh, so yeah, but um, I thought today what was a real masterclass, uh, and it's testament to the time that we've uh, not we, but the players have have had together uh, on the training pitch. That it's just starting now to look like something might be positive out of a grim situation. I'd agree with that. I think so. Those relationships that we've discussed before, and like it takes time for those things to start coming together. But I just think, you know, you've got to give the players a lot of credit, you know, because they've played with a little bit of freedom. They're obviously clearly carrying out a game plan that, that worked today and worked to a degree on Friday, probably in the final stages in first 15 minutes. Um, Jilly days in Frankie's tenure, let's be honest. Um, let's wait and see. I think, you know, these next, these last six games of the season, they're really key for us. Let's hopefully finish as high as we can, get as many points on the board and wait and see what happens this summer. But I think, you know, the players and the, the head coach and Gally and Tomo and, uh, you know, Mike Pollock, the keeper coach, I think they all deserve a lot of credit, you know, because it's not been the easiest few months for us as a football club. I don't think it's been easy as a, as a season for us as fans. We've had some good times, but nowhere near as good times as we would have had in grounds and, yeah, I was going to say think, the good times are never as good when you're not there, are Yeah, they? no, I don't mind. I was buzzing today when we scored, but I think if we were there, it'd have been a completely different feeling. And in, it's hard. This, this really. podcast I, wouldn't have been getting recorded. Absolutely not. Well, it wouldn't have been getting recorded straight after swan, a game, Christ. Well, I'd yeah, have been in Swansea A&E with a broken ankle, probably. <laughs> I know. I, it's funny. Down rows. It's like, I'm doing my piece of Lanks Live. Like, I started before and the amount of broken bones would have probably had in some of these away grounds this season would have been up into double figures, wouldn't it, really? It's probably you know, blessed in disguise, really. It is, isn't it? You know, we might have all put on a bit of weight, but at least we've got pretty... Speak yourself. But I don't, honestly, we did a thing, <laughs> it's off on a tangent here, we did a thing in our footy team, like, how much weight have we put on? You know, we've put on what, worked out we've put on about 15 stone in the past six months combined. Each? It's like, oh, oh, no, yeah. combined, like, it's probably about half a stone each in terms of oh, three quarters of a stone. Christ, hey, it's just, it's, I, I know, I've thought about a stone in a bit. I've like, lost it all last year and I've put it all back on. It's like, what the hell was the point in doing Joe Wicks? All that money I've spent and now it's just like, what's the point? 
Well, I have. Another, <laughs> another podcast that. We were eating meat over the course of the uh, the past twelve months. So. <laughs> Zim <Zine> beef, <laughs> right. right? What have what have I not been eating over the past twelve months? Apart from beef, I think so. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> two yes. two tangents for the price of one there, but I think to go as far as saying it's a Frankie McAvoy masterclass is a bit of a stretch. I think don't I used take it anything. On Twitter, didn't I? I used it on Twitter. Masterclass. I, I miss that. <laughs> But I think don't don't take anything away from him though. Um you know, I think you mentioned it in the first half, Jim. The players have come out and spoken about how it feels like the the shackles are off to an extent. Training's a bit more lighthearted and a bit more fun and the the players seem to be given a bit more freedom and a bit more license to to enjoy the game instead of being so regimented. That's the exact word I was gonna use regimented because I think you know when they were very much structured and it was very much not, I'm not saying Alex Neal's the disciplinarian or anything like that because I wasn't in his training sessions I don't know how you know I've seen a couple of his training sessions down at Springies but the players want to enjoy themselves don't they as well you know they're coming to work you want to have a bit of a laugh with your workmates don't you you know it'd be a bit more light-hearted enjoy coming to work every day yeah. it shouldn't just be about Grafting your nuts off for two hours going home and not sit, you know, especially now during these times of COVID, footballers are in privileged positions where they are able to, you know, see other see people at the training ground actually do a bit of socialising from distance, etc., whatever you want to call it. But you know, they they're, they're able to still build relationships despite everything that's going on, and that's really key for, for them as a football team to be able to produce results. Do you have a football team that's like got no relationships? no personal connections and it's not going to work. You know, we've seen God knows how many teams over the years that have got stars on paper, but it just doesn't work. Team of individuals. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you've got to have that sort of team ethic and you, you've all got to be in it together. And I think, you know, we've seen with the two celebrations for both the goals this weekend that they are all in it together. You know, Hunt's running down the steps on Friday, you know, in his socks, jumping on jumping on top of him. You know, the celebrations today, literally every man, I think, I don't think the keeper went up today, but every other man was there celebrating. And I think that togetherness has probably shown these past sort of four days that they've, they've probably been working on for the past couple of weeks because there's only Brownie and Malumbi being away, hasn't there? You know, Brownie's still suspended. You know, Jay Malumbi came on as a sub today. He came as a sub on Friday as well, I think. Yeah. But, you know, it, and they'll probably integrate with the group fairly well anyway Brownie's been here years Jamie Lumbee's 21 so I just think they've probably done quite a bit in training in terms of shape and all that sort of thing but I think they've probably just got a bit of free time and they've probably just enjoyed each other's company as well because when you've got a team that is connected and you know has got that relationship and it just works you know everyone's got each other's backs you know you're celebrating everything that goes well for you. I think Leto, I think George put something on about Leto today as soon as the goal went in. It's like, you know, he's probably like got that spirit about him and I forgot what he actually put, but it's like, let's let's grind this out or something like that or I think there was an F in there as well, but... No yeah, it's like... Something, something about digging now. in and seeing it out, wasn't it? Yeah, that was it. It's like, fair play to him. You know, and I think... And Onion... Pie was involved, I think, in his words as well when he was shouting. 
I don't think I don't think Leto has ever had a mince beef and onion pie. Ask him. <laughs> put you to tonight. In fact, I will. I'll tell you tonight. <laughs> what, why does it always come back to pie with me? Anyway, um, <laughs> um, yeah, Just... uh, McAvoy's made a point, hasn't he? Um, uh, in the press, um, of trying to um, tell people that he wants them to um, enjoy coming into work every day. Um, and that that looks to be reaping the rewards at the moment. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Just on Alan Brown, um, do you think he comes straight back in? Where? Not of today's I'm, evidence. I'm, I'm asking you the question. I was thinking that. I was talking. Where, where is he coming back in? I, yeah. I, I, if you had to pick the team for next week off today, you're going on change, surely. Um. So. Well, perhaps not. <laughs> not a bad option to have off the bench, though. Not very much so. What shape did we go with Brentford? I know we went three-five-two there last year, or three-five-one-one. I think it were. I don't know. I'd like Depends what shape 10, he goes. Yeah, I'd, I'd like do. him in the ten. But uh, to be fair to Potts, I think well, uh, with the goal. He's done really well, uh, and he's a confidence player. If you get rid of him at the team, then it's just going to do awful things to him. Yeah. Uh, and while he's playing well, uh, obviously just getting playing. So it's I a think, tough one. Yeah, I think in a game like Brentford, he probably do need legs in midfield. I think he's it's probably his sort of game. But it's a straight street shoot at me for between Potts and Brownie. I don't know what it'll do. I, don't, I generally don't know what it'll go with. Well, but on, and then he's got to decide on it. Say again, Jim. He's got a couple of days to decide, hasn't he? So yeah, exactly, so. exactly. Um, on Frankie, then does he does he get the job for you if this form continues between now and the end of the season? Um, yes, if we win every game, obviously, um, then he's got every chance. I just don't reckon it's it's the path the club will go down though. That's yeah, my take on it. Yeah, I have a feeling regardless what happens, it, he'll still end up departing. Yeah. I think... Again, that's you know just what? a feeling. I don't, I don't yeah, know anything. No, I had the same feeling, Jake. And I think wherever Alex Neal ends up next, he'll probably follow suit. Um, he'll be, be down the M65 then in the summer, won't he? Well, we'll just wait and see on that front. Let's hope not. But I, I, that's genuinely the way I can see him going. I... If he wants to be a head coach longer term, then he probably needs to do it on his own and needs to go his own, you know, his own path and his own route after this, whatever happens, whether it's with us or whether it's, you know, somewhere else in the league or League One, Scotland, wherever it may be. Um but I think he's probably well, we've, seen, we've seen Joe Savage leave the, the trio, if you will, haven't we? He's obviously gone up to Hearts. Yeah. Well, he's gone up to And don't get me wrong, well. it's, yeah, and it's it's entirely possible that Alex Neil could end up up there as well yeah um, I just think but, I don't think it's Frankie's job to lose I don't think it's Frankie's job to start with if that makes sense um, despite things that might get said in the press I, I, I think they will go for a head coach in the summer I don't think it's going to be before then um, I, I just don't, I can't see us making an appointment until after the season's finished because we'll know that when, where the land lies, you know, other managers might come available, other managers might sit the rat in, you know, and stuff. And yeah, we might have had 50 or 60 applicants, but how many of them are serious applicants that aren't 
you know, League Two managers or yeah. coaches from under twenty three setups that are looking for that lucky break. People chucked in their arm to an extent. Yeah, exactly. You know, you might get I mean Graham West's name put chucked in the out again, you know, trying oh, to make I'm surprised amends, to see him in there. Trying to make amends for the first time he was here. But so where I mean, if we continue this form between now and the end of the season, we're safe, obviously. Um Adam, do you do you agree with Jim that it probably wasn't Frankie's job to begin with. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just reckon the club's just going in a completely alternative direction. Um, I think he's been great for North End, uh, along with Alex Neal, but maybe it was time for a change. Maybe they were they were right, and I was wrong in that piece I wrote for Landslides. But I still stick by it. Um, but, yeah. Um, like, like Jimmy said, I just reckon that um, head coach, new ideas young fresh coach type feel I don't, I don't think they'll be going for like a like an ex-manager like like a Pulis type character I think, I think it'll try and inspire the fans uh, a young coach trying to bring uh, players on uh, and yeah a new direction for the club fresh yeah. air let's hope so let's hope so yeah Brentford then unless you boys have got anything else you want to add to that section no, I just think it's going to be interesting what where we do go. I just don't see it's been until the summer, and there's plenty of games if, getting about we, in there. Yeah, there is. Do you think even if we get safe between now and I don't know the next three games, say, do you think they they still leave it till the summer? Yeah. That only makes a difference, mate. That makes no difference for me. I don't um, think there's a point in um, in in relieving him uh, of his duties if the form uh, continues. Mm. Until the end of the season, I just think it'd be right to stick by him. Uh, yeah, just just have a look in the summer, really. Because in 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 his defence, he's stuck by us, hasn't he? Mm. When he could have walked away. Yeah, kudos to him. Exactly. Yeah, Brentford lost two of the last five, failed to score in both of those games. Um, not easy by any stretch of the imagination. No, uh, an entertaining side. Um, always tend to play well against us, don't we? Uh, especially when when we're in the ground. So hopefully, without supporters in the ground, it might it might be slightly different. Uh, although we did beat them last season, didn't we? Did um, yeah, two 0 yeah, uh, yeah, was it was it last season? Yeah, it was the start of last season, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, look, look, it'd be a challenge, but uh, like I spoke about earlier, we're a better team without the ball. Uh, we're a better team against teams who look to play. Uh, so yeah, nothing to fear. Uh, let's just hope for a, a good game and a decent result. Yeah, they've got Birmingham tomorrow on the Sky. So you know, obviously Birmingham fight for the lives down at the bottom. Um, it's Ivan Tony in it. Let's just be honest. He's got to keep him quiet. If you keep him quiet, you probably keep Brentford quiet. I know they've got some great players on their side. Full of admiration for Brentford as a football club for what they do off the field as well as on it. Um, really well, don't yeah, it's just it's just an incredible model, incredible, incredible setup that Matthew Benham's created there since he took over. Um, I just think it's it's one of those games, really. You know, I'm going into it thinking, you know what, if we play like we have done today, we could get something because we could do. You know, that, that's reality of the situation. But they're a bloody good side, and you've just got to hope they have a, a slightly average game. And we have a bloody belter again, and you know, it's it's another chance. Um, yes, yeah, not one I'd be putting any any sort of money on at the bookies. That's 
put it that way. Um, well, they, they went on an, an unreal run of form, didn't they, from like the end of October? Yeah. But they're a good side, James. Through to like the middle gonna... of Feb. So, you know, anyone that thinks, looking at their recent form, that it might be an easier game, then I think, think again. Yeah, but they've only they've drawn the last three. And obviously, what what they've done last seven, won three, drawn three, lost one. So, you know, the wheels haven't come off by any stretch of the imagination. The game they've lost was against Norwich, who are going to win the league. I know they lost three before that against Coventry QPR and Barnsley. But, you know, they've got a great side. I'll, I'll probably watch a bit of their game tomorrow just to have a bit of a understanding where they're at. But, you know, that... That front three of Canos, Tony and Bremo, it's just, you look at it and you think, mm. yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Especially you look at our back line as well, you, you sort of think, sheesh. Yeah, you do. And it's like, sometimes, you know, if you get beat, then you've got to say, and you get beat by the better team, sometimes you just got to say, you know what, fair play, you deserve it. Fun, yeah. yeah, like Swansea fans need to do it today. Been beat by a better team. Move on to the next one. There's not much you can do. Um, I just think, you know, would, would I take a point? Absolutely. Because um, it means it's another team in the top six that haven't beat us this season. Three unbeaten. Yeah. Just mm. keep just five points keep... from nine as well in what many would have looked at as arguably our toughest run of fixtures this season. Like I said to you before I started recording, Jake, if you told me we'd take four points from these two games, I'd have thought you were absolutely off your head. Yeah. Never saw it coming, especially when Alex was here. I just looked at these oh, three yeah. and I thought, geez, we are, Danger. if we don't, yeah, we're, we're in big trouble here. Um, because I actually disagree, look- I mean. Do you? I, I actually, yeah, I, I, I sort of relish these games because I know that that we just love to play these type teams. Where, whereas, like, like the Wiccan game, I looked at it and thought, oh, f- f- like, bloody hell, we could do without that because... They're a horrible side. Um, and they've had the wool over us twice. Um, if uh, looting game was another, you can't, you can't really get up for these games. Whereas, like, like a Brentford, Swansea today, Norwich, you could you, you could sort of stake a claim, really. Um, uh, and I reckon that they should sort of relish it and enjoy it and and just go into it optimistic and confident I think, today. I think to an extent. Had fans been in the ground, I'd have, I'd, have, I'd have agreed with you more than I do now because I think the way that we set up the majority of the time against these teams and the way that we play, I think, is conducive to the fans being there in some form or another. Um, but the last two games have put that sort of idea to, to bed, really. So, yeah, it's, it's one of them, isn't it? You know, like, the, like we've touched on in the last hour or so, the lads seem... Like they're they're a lot more relaxed, like they're enjoying themselves a lot more. Maybe to an extent, they seem like they're a bit more cohesive as a, as a unit and as a group. And maybe those lads that came in have now had the time to sort of settle in and feel like they're part of a group. And you know, I've no doubt this international break has probably helped that as well. But at the same time, I think Alex regrettably leaving has probably helped that as well. The fact that there's a new face, fresh ideas. You know, Galley's an up-and-coming coach. I've no doubt he's played a massive part in training, setting the tone. He, he'll he have probably been able to report directly from a player's point of view about how they were feeling prior to Frankie being appointed. Um, 
and and things that they would have wanted changing or improving because even though he's not captain on paper, he's probably still very much a captain figure. He's a leader, isn't he? Yeah. You know, and he'll take that leadership quality into his coaching career, hopefully. And just wait, wait and see, you know, I think it's it's a good opportunity for guys, you know, being part of his team that's obviously seen us, you know, get four points from the, from the past two games. So, yeah. yeah, we'll just wait and see. I'll take a point absolutely on Saturday and, and just move on to the next. Exactly. Does it, you know, just just get through these six games a point as high as we can. Safety, if we get it as well. Yeah, no, exactly. And I just think we've got just over a month left of the season. Just looking forward to this a bit of normal. So hopefully that will start coming next week as well. We can get back in the boozer. Yeah, fingers crossed. The Does... season, to be honest, it's been an exhausting football season, hasn't it? Christ. Yeah. yeah. We've 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 spoken about it quite openly, haven't we, Jim? That we. Can't really wait for this season to finish and just have a bit of a bit of a break, a bit of respite, and then hopefully go again in more normal times next season. Can do some decorating, listen to someone else's podcast instead. <laughs> just on Gally, do you do you see him still being here next season? Yeah, coaching capacity, full time. I don't think he'll be here as a player. I don't think he'll be here as both. To be honest, I'll be here as both. I, I can't see him hanging up his boots this summer, personally. Oh, you're mm. right. Oh, so do I. Not sure. Not sure. Um, depends, yeah. how, depends how serious he wants to take the coaching. Yeah, true. True. Hard one, isn't it, when you, you're sort of sitting on the fence between dressing room as a player and dressing room as a coach. How many years have you been in a galley? Season before we got promoted, he came, so... Yeah, but then he's got nice. 13, 14, and then he had. Just think about testimonial. Is it how, how far is he off? Is he he'll not, he'll year? not be far off, I don't think. Obviously, he's got his two years when he was here on loan as well, hasn't he? So. Was he a two years? Who... Well, a year and 18 months. Well, 18 months, weren't it? Full season and then six months. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's the type of player to sort of keep playing to get a testimonial. No, I'm just saying like it'd be good to obviously see him back see him in the flesh again on the on the pitch at Deep Down oh, and actually fantastic. be able to give him yeah. yeah, actually be able to give him a proper send off rather than it be a uh, you know behind closed doors one as it uh, as it currently is because it's just a bit Mad- crap in it. Imagine that testimonial a PNE Legends versus I don't know a Paul Gallagher Legends eleven. Gallys Gallys eleven one of the teams. You are Alex Neal in charge of the team. <laughs> could you we could all applaud him and give him the reception that he deserved. Bird's nest and the other. Yeah. Bird's nest and the other. <laughs> oh. Jamie Vardy up front for the Galley 11. Yeah. Yeah, you're dreaming there, Jake. Yeah, I think unless you boys have got anything else you want to add, then I'm not going to ask predictions because there's no point. Um, yeah. I think well, I think we'll win. I think we'll win, Jake. There's my prediction. Fair enough. I'm not even. I'm not going to bother asking Jim. We, we, we point, promised. Mate. We promised we'd can them a few weeks ago. Bloody work, didn't it? We've got four points in the past two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cheers, boys. Thank you very much, and thank nice. you, listener, for listening to episode fifty of the From the Finney podcast. As I said at the start, you can support us by going to supporter.acast.com forward slash From the Finney. And if you aren't already, go and give us a follow on Twitter. Uh, Sal, what's your Twitter for anyone that's listening and might not be following you? Um, at Adam Salisbury 1, if you want to read about North End and 
darts. James Wade. Yeah, the great machine, James Wade. Jim? Bass RPNA. I think majority of people will be following you anyway, but yeah. <laughs> I, I um, don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> um, yeah, and as I said at the start as well, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and you haven't left us a review, then would appreciate if you could go and leave us one of them. Um, yeah, and appreciate you, boys. Thank you very much for your time. Yeah, cheers That's for having me. Up. Enjoyed it. No problem. Make us see yourself. Yeah, take care, boys. I'll uh, see you soon.